0: You're about to hear a life transforming word brought to you by Trinity Baptist Church, London, an oasis for breakthrough. The focus of Trinity Baptist Church is to see people develop a Christ-like character that impacts our world. Now, prepare your hearts to receive God's word through his anointed servant. 15 verse 22 and 23. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the lord he also has rejected you from being king precious father this morning teach our hearts to hear you teach our hearts in humble thrust to obey your word remembering that you are the lord who watches over your word to make it come to pass. Father this morning I ask for grace. Your word says let the weak say I'm strong. Let anyone here, At the sound of my voice. Who feels a pain in the body. Receive healing right now. In the name of Jesus. I pray that in simplicity. Your word will be shared. That we will be drawn closer unto you. That our obedience unto you shall be. Total as you show yourself strong on our behalf. In the mighty name of Jesus, God's people shall say, Amen. This morning, I'm sharing with us on the subject, the fear of God and our obedience. In life, Oswald Chambers says that if you fear God, you do not have to fear anything. Whereas, if you do not fear God, then you will begin to fear everything. The truth about scriptures is that the Bible is filled with the stories of ordinary men and women who because of their fear of God and the encounter they had with him, held him in awe, saw him as awesome, and walked with him as the final authority over their lives. Isaiah proclaimed when he saw the majesty of God and said, Woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen King, the Lord of hosts. For such men and women the word of God was final in their decisions, and in all that they did, God's word was sovereign, and for such, not only did God show himself strong on their behalf, God also caused them to do many exploits. May their obedience become a portion in our generation in the name of Jesus. Unfortunately, a phrase that is missing in the church today is a fear of God. You see, the truth is that if you fear God, you will obey him. The words of the Lord to the children of Israel has become real in the 21st century church of the living God. God spoke to the children of Israel through Isaiah and said, The ox, the ox knows its owner, and the donkey is master's crepe. But Israel does not know. My people do not Consider. The truth is that the modern church today has forgotten entirely about the spirit that we have received. We do not we no longer understand or consider the price of our redemption. If we will genuinely sit down and survey the cost of Calvary, the one-cross-cross, the price of our redemption our attitude will be one of thanksgiving and total obedience. You see, the truth is that today we want to be our own bosses. And for each one of us, there is a part of us at times that hates obedience. We, we don't want to be told what to do. We want to do things in our own way. But every great man of God you will see, Every great apostle you read about, a distinctive mark, is that they paid a price to walk in obedience. They chose when to obey, whom to obey. And not only did they follow that obedience, God also showed himself strong on their behalf. Today you find people in the church who do not take God seriously anymore divorce has not become so common in the church today we preach what is popular and avoid what is culturally controversial we swim with the tide but the church is called to swim against the tide the world must not dictate to the church the church must dictate the world because the church is the salt of the world the church is the light of the world and in a in in a generation a generation that has become so perverted and crooked its preservance is in the hands of the church of the living god which is the pillar and foundation of truth but the danger Is that the church has allowed the world to dictate. Because obedience has gone out of the window. Today in the church, fornication, abortion, bitterness. Has become so common in the church. Where is the fear of God? Today there is no standard of being a church member. Just come to church and go. There's so much rebellion. Today, our commitment to Christ is not as the Lord demands it to be. Premarital sex and cohabitation between unmarried couples is now accepted by the church where is the fear of God. You see, the main motivating factor to walking in obedience should be our love for Christ. If you love me, obey my commandments. If we love Jesus... We will walk in the dictates of his commands and we will not live our lives anyhow. Today, the church is more concerned about what the culture does than what will please Jesus. People no longer want to pay any price to obey God. We want quick microwave results. So what has a church done? We have heaped for ourselves preachers who tell us what we want to hear. The truth, however, is that all those who pay the price to totally obey God saw his hand in all their affairs. And as a church, as we undertake this journey to make the fear of God real in our lives, may each one of us from today begin to walk in total obedience according to the word of the living God. And as we do that, may we begin to experience the move of God in our lives in the name of Jesus. If you and I will genuinely sit down and see what God has done, then we will have no other cause to say that unto Jesus I surrender. The truth is that it is impossible to walk with God faithfully and for God to disappoint you. It is impossible to walk with God in total obedience and for God to neglect you. David said, I was young and now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed of the righteous going about and begging for bread. You see, we have allowed our Christianity to become pick and choose. We serve God when it is convenient. And we complain when things don't go our way. The truth is that we live in a fallen world, but we are not helpless. Do you hear that? We live in a fallen world, but we are not helpless. We must understand that obeying God is the key to our reverence and fear of him a fear of God can make us or unmake us. There are some decisions in life which when you take will not affect anything about you. Decisions like going to a restaurant and and making up your mind that you will eat healthy but the food that you, you love you will swap it to experiment another meal. That is a choice that you make that has no effect but the truth is that In life, everything we we do in our lives becomes a choice. And there are some things that people that and there are some things that if you want your peace in life, you dare not make a choice. You just have to obey. You have to obey the taxman. If the taxman says He's taking 25% of your one pound. You have no choice. You just have to pay. Is somebody hearing me? If the taxman says you must fill your tax returns, you have no choice than to fill it and send it to him. He you wants your peace. If you want your peace, you have to obey the policeman. If you want your peace, you have to obey the red light. That's why there is no choice. You want to live? obey the red light you want to be promoted obey your boss you want to live peacefully in your nation obey the law our obedience must be intentional it must be passionate it must be total regardless of the cause if he if God is our father where is his obedience The truth also about obedience is that often the first effect of obedience is not necessarily a blessing. At times, our obedience can make us suffer. Obedience comes at a cost, but the results are immeasurable. Challenges and trials does not mean we have made a mistake or that God has forgotten about us, but the truth is that there is no one who walked with God faithfully and obeyed God, who did not do that at a cost. The only reason why people may try to ridicule you is that because of your obedience to God, you will not participate in the things that they do. The reason why they laugh at young people at school and say all manner of things about you is simply because you have made a quality decision to work with Christ. And therefore the things that they do, the words that they use, the things that they drink, the things that they inject into themselves, you will not participate in it. And because of your obedience, you will not do what they do. When when they gang themselves and and go to somebody's house and do all manner of things, you take yourself out of that company because you know that your body belongs to Christ. And because of that, they will, they will tell you, you are tick. You are take for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Understand that in life, the rejection of man is a selection of God. And the demotion of man is a promotion of God. And the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro over the whole world. And God is looking for people who walk in obedience that he must show himself strong. May that be you in the name of Jesus. If you look at the life of Abraham, God calls him out of obscurity. At a time when he lived in a perverted and an idolatrous nation, God calls him, come out of your father's house. Come out of your people. Come out of your nation. Abraham had never heard the voice of God. But he knew that this voice was different. He obeys God and he follows God. Looking for a city. The Bible says, which had foundations. Whose maker and builder was the Lord God Almighty himself. And Abraham had to pay a price. And the price he paid was such that at times he and his people had to live in tents. And on the desert. But he knew whom he had believed. To the point that God again tested him. Abraham, if you genuinely believe that you love me. And you believe that you obey me. Take the only son you love. And I will show you a mountain. Take that child onto that mountain. And sacrifice him as an offering for me. Then I will know you love me. The command comes. Abraham obeys. Take Isaac. Ready to offer him. The angel of the Lord speaks to The thicket, lay not your hands on that child. For now I know that you fear me. Lift your eyes. Look up to the skies. As the stars are numerous. Look at the seashore. As the sand are numerous. So shall I make your descendants. But most importantly, your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In other words, because of your obedience... Because of your act of faith. You see, the essence of faith is obedience. And by your obedience unto me, no nation will be able to conquer your people. And even if they conquer them and they call unto me, I will restore them. That is the theme of scripture. Hallelujah. And today, the blessings that you and I receive as believers is the blessings of Abraham. Why? Because it was not by law, it was a promise that God gave to him because of obedience. And up to today, Israel walks and rejoices and swims and is is strong because of the obedience of one man. May your obedience become a memorial before God. So that in, in the coming years, your children and your children's children, God will remember your obedience and bless your children. The truth about obedience is that it exceeds you. Your obedience goes ahead of you. And after your work is done and God calls you into glory, your obedience is what will speak for your children. Abraham becomes a friend of God. We sing the song, I am a friend of God. Do we mean it? He calls me friend. Really? As he called Abraham, God calls you friend. If God calls you and I friend, and we want to be a friend of God, then we should do what Abraham did, obedience. The reason why your children are where they are, the reason why God is blessing them the way he is blessing them, is because of your obedience. And as parents, we have a responsibility to... To demonstrate to our children that this God that we have made a quality decision to follow is worthy of our obedience and our fear. If our children begin to recognize that we fear, they have no other choice than to follow suit. Billy Graham's daughter Anne says that our parents did not force Christianity on us. We saw them live it. And it was so desirable. So we all followed. And that is how be. Your obedience. Noah's obedience was so real to God. Ridiculed in his generation because of his obedience. Because at that time it had never rained. Nobody had seen the rain. And God says that a rain is coming that will destroy the whole world. I'm going to destroy the world by the flood because of the perverted and wicked heart of the generation. But you, Noah, build an ark and take the species of everything on this earth two by two, male and female. On the 40th day, the rains will come. And for 40 years, he built this ark. And people passed by and they mocked him. Look at that madman. Look at what he's doing. Look at that madman. But when the fullness of time came, the rain surely came, the flood came, and even though God at that time was so merciful and, and, and was willing for people to enter, they wouldn't. Listen. And especially our young people today. Understand that as we have made that quality decision to walk with Christ, Let them laugh at you. You know what? When they gather and you are not there, they talk about you because they respect you. They know, they know that you have something that they don't have. And the only reason why they say those things in your face is simply because they know that you are not one of them. Separate yourself and live for Christ. It is not about you. It is about your children's children. It is about your future. Noah built that ark. And when the floods came, the ark arose above the tide of the flood. And Noah and his family were saved. I pray that may you see your obedience as the building of an ark. And that a day is coming when God has said that because of the per- city of this world, he will destroy it by fire. But your ark will rise up above that fire in the name of Jesus. Can I have a witness today? Amen. Obedience is the key. Moses so obeyed God that at the end of the day, he himself missed the promised land. Encounters God in a burning bush. Sees a bush burning, but... The fire burning, but the bush not being consumed. And you and I know that if there's a wildfire, the first thing you see is that the bush burns. You see the smoke, you smell it. But here is a bush burning, but the leaves are still green. Everything is still green. So he draws near. God speaks to him, take off your sandals. For the place that you stand is a holy ground. God speaks to him through the fire. May the Lord speak to you. i'm the god of your fathers the god of abraham isaac and jacob i'm sending you to pharaoh that you might deliver my people out of the land of bondage that they might worship me Ah, ah. who am i i can't speak if i go and they ask me who sent me what will i say then at the end Regardless of everything that God said to Moses, Moses had an excuse. But you see, God knows our hearts. He knows our fears. But God looks deep beyond our hearts. And, and, and at times he knows that some of the things that camouflage we put on in defense is not real. And because he knows our heart and because he can trust us, he forgives us and still uses us. Finally, Moses gives in. His rod becomes a rod of God. Goes to the magicians. They challenge him. The price was anything that Moses did. They did the same. Till it got to the fifth miracle. Then they said that this is nothing but the finger of God. You see, if you obey God, there is something. God has a way of elevating his people. May God take you out of the... Crowd and set you above the pinnacle of your challenges in the name of Jesus. If you look at Moses' life, the great divider of the Red Sea, the deliverer of Israel, but it all came at a price. The lawgiver, the extraordinary man of God, the fearful man who became a faithful friend of God. God called him, my friend, The Bible says that, and God spoke to him face to face as a man will talk to his friend. Exodus 33, 11. Ah. Because of his obedience, the Bible says he go before the presence and when he comes back, his face will shine like the face of an angel and people could not even look at his face. Listen. The kingdom of darkness know there is something about you. And at times when they are fighting you, it's also because they have seen that there is a glory over your life. Hallelujah. May the glory begin to radiate over your life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And you know that he died. God did not let him enter the promised land because of the memories and the complaints of the people. Instead of speaking to the rock, he struck it. And aside, God was angry with him. But you know that even in the anger of God, when he died, the Bible tells us that Lucifer went and contended with Machiel for the body of Moses. Aye. Then the Bible tells us, and the Lord buried him. What an honor. For God to bury you? Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't think that any man in scripture suffered because of his obedience to God and Job. Understand that at times when the enemy tries to come and, and, and touch your body and touch your wealth, touch your investment and, and try to touch your children and all what you do, understand that the battle is over your head. Because the devil knows that you, as a head of your family, as a wife of that family, standing in the gap and obeying God, the moment he gets you, he can destroy anything else. There will be no restoration. So the battle is against you but as long as you stand he may touch the things that you have but at the end of the day God is the restorer the God of the double double will restore it again in the name of Jesus the battle is about you my friend pastor he a major reason why my friend lost his two daughters was simply because the people of the north did everything to kick him away of the north Because his presence, his prayer, his preaching, and the power of God over his life had literally transformed that place. They couldn't take it. So if we can't get you, we will attack your church. But God has a way of restoring our joy. There is one thing that the devil should never take away from you, and that is the joy of the Lord. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. And as long as you have that joy, regardless of what the devil does, you will win. Obedience comes the price. And that is why we don't want to pay in this generation. But nobody paid that price and remained the same. For Abraham, it's an inheritance that works up to today. For Moses, the Bible says that no prophet ever rose up like him. For Job, it was a double restoration of the power of God. Look at Joseph, look at David, innocent young boy, a shepherd boy. But God looks at his heart and sees something in that boy. Calls him the man after my own heart. Send someone to anoint him. After that anointing, the Wahala stars. For over fifteen years of his life he had to dwell in caves. Hiding and at, at a point he had to feign madness. At one point, his own people picked up stones to stone him. He wept until the Bible says there was no more strength to weep. You know, that is the kind of weeping you weep and that you get to a place. (laughs) The cry won't even come. But the Bible says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Today, if you go to Israel, the best hotel is named after David. If you go to Israel today, the flag of Israel is known as the Star of David. There is a leader like him and God himself built him a dynasty. A dynasty that produced the Messiah. There is a price to pay in obedience. But there is a reward to be God. Oh, can somebody hear me today? And, and I pray that may your obedience be such that God will literally pick the future surgeons from your family. Me, I know that I stand here and preach because of the prayers of my mom and the obedience of my mom. That is the only reason. Had they left with my dad alone, I would have been somewhere else. But some of us as siblings, we made a quality decision to work with God. The reason why two weeks ago I cried so much for my sister was that she was the first in the family to know Christ. She faithfully walked with Jesus. And because of the obedience of Christ, or of David, when his children sinned and God wanted to punish them, God would say, for the sake of my servant David, May that be you. Amen. May your obedience be such that when your children make a mistake, God will remember you Amen. and forgive them. They stripped Joseph of his coat of many colors, but they could not strip his heart. And understand that it's an issue of the heart obedience is an issue of the heart. They may say all manner of things about you. They may throw all manner of things at you. They may take all kinds of things from you. But God does not look on the outside. He looks at the heart. And when the fullness of time came, his dream that caused him the the envy and the bitterness, his fear of God that threw him into prison. A young Jewish well-built boy. His hormones right Being offered a scholarship, says, how can I do such a thing against my God? That is a man who fears God. No wonder anything that Joseph led his house on to do, God made it prosper. God will prosper the work of your hand. I didn't hear you. I said God will prosper the work of your hand. But understand that he had to pay a price. Thrown into a pit. Serving the dreamer. Now becoming a slave. But in the midst of all this. His obedience to the Lord was total. And today. If there is a character. That we take and compare him to Jesus, it is Joseph. May that be you in the name of Jesus. May your legacy that you leave and your fear of God be such that when they talk about they mention your name. When they mention your name, what do people say? So that when they mention your name, oh people will say, as for that man, ah, as for that woman, as for that house, as for that lady. May that be said about you. At times, we are kicked out of our working places. Not because we did anything wrong. It's because of fear of God. You can't indulge in the things that they do that are crooked. You can't indulge in the drinks that they drink that are unwholesome to your God. You can't share in those jokes so they see you as an outcast. And at times they gang up. They try to laugh at you at work. Stand still for your God will show himself strong in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you see a man, Jehoshaphat? Relied on God's word in obedience and when three nations ganged up against him, when the Ammonites, the Moabites, and Mansell surrendered Israel, he went on his knees. His knees, and the summary of his prayer was simply that, Oh Lord, we have no power of our own, but we are relying on thee. And God, as God caused Jezreel to speak and appointed the Levites to sing, as they lifted one of my favorite hymns in this world. Ah. For his mercy shall endure the faithful. And, oh, for his mercy shall end you. and you. Uh. The Bible says, as they began to sing and to praise the name of the Lord. Because earlier on, after the prayer, God had said to them, stand still and see the salvation of your God. For this battle is the Lord's, and I will fight for you. God set ambushes, so they, they sought now, the people who have surrendered Judah, saw themselves as enemies. And they themselves killed themselves. And when East Judah got there, behold, booty. May the Lord, because of your obedience, fight for you. Understand that, beloved, in the realm of the spirit, there are so many things that take place, but your eyes don't see them. And I stand here and I declare in the name of Jesus, may the Lord himself fight for you in the name of Jesus. The apostles so much feared God that when they were challenged and not to preach in the name of Jesus again, they were very honest. Who shall we obey? Should we obey God or man? And in this generation we are being challenged not to mention that name Jesus anymore. The reason why we are hated in this generation is simply because of the name of Jesus. But there is no other name given amongst men on the heaven whereby we should be, be, believe. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. That name Jesus there is power in the name there is deliverance in the name Jesus and nothing shall stop us to declare that name in the name of Jesus Paul talking Agrippa oh my lord I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God and do words befitting for repentance. For these reasons the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God to this day, I stand witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses had become. Obedience at a price. Today, in the New Testament, there is no influence in the New Testament than the Apostle Paul. He is the originator of systematic theology. He wrote to tests of the scriptures, and by virtue of his education and intelligence, He penned down things for us that none of the other apostles could do. But it came at a price. At one time in Damascus, they had to literally put him in a basket like a baby. Because at the gate, they had laid siege to kill him. But the believers were wiser. But in that basket, as it was being lowered down, was to test of the New Testament. Obedience comes at a price, but it is worth it. When the apostles were beaten, huh? the Bible says that they went unto their own and they prayed, Lord, behold their threatenings. Raise your hand, O God, that through your sons, signs, wonders, and miracles might be performed. And the Bible says that as they prayed, the foundation of the building shook. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again and preached the word of God with boldness. By their faith, by their commitment, by their obedience and boldness. Today, the gospel has come to us. And I pray that in our generation, we also shall be obedient. Understand that. In summary to all this, as you walk with God in obedience, there are benefits that comes to you. You enter into your promised land. You obtain the promises. The truth about obedience is that it causes you to enter into your promised land. And at times, regardless of the cost that you have to pay, there is always a reward for obedience. Even if it does not show up in your generation, your children shall benefit from it. In the name of Jesus. Understand that not only do you obtain the promises, but because of your obedience, God will always fight for you. As he did for Jehoshaphat, as Asa obeyed the Lord and did that which was right, may you obey the Lord and do that which is right in the eyes of the Lord. And as you do that, may the Lord himself fight for you. You see, at times, obedience is in the small, small things. Be faithful with your fight. Be faithful with your commitment. Be faithful in your integrity. Be faithful to your wife. Be faithful to that girl you are courting. Be faithful to that boy you are courting. Be faithful to your friends. It's in those little, little, little things that God looks and blesses us. The truth about obedience is that it gives us divine elevation and honor. Oh, you want God to promote you? Obey him. Pay the price. He is not a man that he should lie. He will show himself strong on your behalf in the name of Jesus. David says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes." Psalm 195 and 6. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments, as you look into all the commandments of God, it will never bring shame unto you. It will bring elevation. But it also brings eternal blessings. Today, because of the obedience of Abraham, you and I can pray and claim the sevenfold blessings of Abraham. That blessing is eternal. The truth about obedience is that it matures us. The more you obey God, the more you mature as a believer. The more you go through the trials and come out, not losing your faith, the more God matures you. It brings also stability and peace in our lives. Hallelujah. Ah. Psalm 119, the Bible says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Therefore, David says, your word have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against you. But the truth about obedience also is that it gives us deliverance from the traps of the enemy. David says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The truth about the word of God is that regardless what the devil does, it opens your eyes to the traps of the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you but let me end by saying that obedience also gives us guidance. And in this generation if there is anything that we need it is guidance. Who to marry? What kind of job whether to change jobs? What is it that I should encourage what school is it that I should encourage my children to attend What is it that I should use my money to invest in? And the Bible says that, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. But that in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He the Lord shall direct your path. May our obedience cause the Lord to direct our path in all that you do. May your feet never stumble. May your obedience become a memorial for your future generation. May your children, children's children stand out because of your obedience today. May you make a quality decision to take God at his word, to honor him in all that he asks you to do, and to serve him diligently in your generation. Amen. You've just heard God's Word brought to you by Trinity Baptist Church, London. We pray that this Word will impact your life in a tremendous way. You are welcome to share your testimonies, prayer and counselling needs with us. Do visit us or write to us at Trinity Baptist Church, 2 Thornlaw Road, West Norwood, London, SE 27 OSA or call 0208 766 Thank you and remain blessed.